What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast, take three. You know we don't edit the podcast here, but when I begin the episode with marbles in my mouth, I choose to begin the recording over. But here we are. Uh, I finally knocked out the intro, which is just, what's going on, everybody? But we did it. Uh, today we are talking about the monthly awards program that is finna drop on Wednesday. I am super excited because I think we all know who's going to be the lightning. There are some people out there who think it's going to be somebody else, and they're idiots. They're not really idiots, but they're missing the bigger picture here. Uh, but we're going to talk about all of it. In this upcoming video slash podcast episode, we are going to make some predictions, soft ones, soft predictions, for which type of cards I think we're going to get on Wednesday. I am not an expert in making these predictions. I'd like to just put a little exclama uh, exclaimer right here up front. I don't do this a lot. I am not a predictor. There are far better predictors of these things on the internet. Go find their videos. I just hope to provide you some earnest, fun content the day before the drop, okay? So thank you for being here. I am recording on Sunday for the Tuesday podcast. So any news that we may learn Monday, or obviously Tuesday, about the lightning drop... I don't know it yet. I'm in the past. I am past me. But we're going to talk all about it. I'm going to have some stats to back things up. I got a handful of options for uh, henchman type of cards or whatever you'd call them. The non-lightning cards that we might get. Uh, and I'm kind of excited. I think this lightning drop is going to be pretty, pretty fun. Of course, these predictions, I did some research. They are just guesses. There is a high, high likelihood that I missed somebody. If I did miss somebody, let me know who in the comments. But let's use common sense here. Someone like Josh Naylor, no disrespect to Josh Naylor, he had a great month of July, he's not going to be mentioned in this video outside of just now because he just got a Topps Now card. SDS doesn't do that. They don't play like that. So Josh Naylor and similar players who have set three 94, 95 pluses probably are not getting cards on Wednesday. Okay, let's just... I think we can all use our heads with that, right? Let's talk. So on Wednesday, Lightning Player of July, Monthly Awards, Moments, and Missions, final set of July Tops Now players. It's going to be a very fun drop, especially because we had no content last week. Zero. Kaput. I don't think that's the right word there, but there's no content last week, so any content this week is going to be great. Instead of making everybody wait until the very end, let's just talk about the Lightning Player now. Shall we? Oh, this was maybe a stupid way to go about doing that. We're going to just deal with it here. Hold on. Please hold. We're going to get there. I hate the way MLB The Show's inventory uh, searching process works. I know I could just search by name, but I'd rather just go team by team. Okay. Cody Belanger. Bellinger. Bellinger. You could say it however you'd like. He rakes. Uh, Cody Bellinger will also probably be updated to a diamond on Friday, if I had to guess. Again, not an expert in roster predictors, uh, roster update predictions, um, but he's been just, he's like old Cody Bellinger with a little less power. So, in July, he had an 1,100 OPS with 40 hits. He led Major League Baseball with 40 hits in July. This is why I think this Cody Bellinger is going to be unlike any Cody Bellinger we've had before, and in my opinion, has the potential, if they don't mess it up, to be the best laid-out Cody Bellinger we've ever had. Think about your typical Cody Bellinger card. Your god 98 or 99 overall Cody Bellinger. 
Usually that contact rating for both right versus left is somewhere in that like 95 to 105 range, ballpark. The power, we're talking 115 plus on both sides, usually max versus one side. Um, not great vision. Incredible on the field with a great arm and good speed. But because he got 40 hits in the month and an 1100 OPS, I think we're talking at least 110 contacts versus both sides. Maybe 115s versus both sides. And then somewhere in the ballpark of like 105 power per side. I don't mind Cody Bellinger having more contact than power because his swing is going to produce exit velos no matter what his power rating is. And because he had 40 hits and generally just incredible at-bats all month, I, I think we could get a Bellinger card that's got like 90 vision. If we could start at 90 vision, he's got to be great. Vision doesn't matter for a lot of us. Whether, you know, if you, like I've said before, if you play on All-Star and below, vision probably isn't a huge deal. Or if you're a, just a demon at this game, vision doesn't matter. Players like myself, excuse me as I burp, players like myself who hover around Hall of Fame and like barely touch legend and are not fantastic at either of those difficulties, vision's important to me. So, you give him 90 vision, you give him... I don't know, maybe 88 fielding with the ability to get to diamond in his uh, in his primary. I think that's great. He's going to have great arm strength. He's probably going to have somewhere like 75, 76, 77 base speed. He's going to be able to play both corner outfield and first base plus center. I mean, this is the type of lightning card your boy wants bad. The way my team is currently lined up, I think he's going to play first base until set three ends. Then we might slide him into left field as we retire Mickey Mantle, unless Mickey Mantle gets the wild card. I don't know. Does Chipper keep the wild card? Who's to say? Who's to say? But Cody Bellinger is going to be a lot of fun. And there's a runner-up here who people seem to be talking quite a bit about. I have it written down here on my notepad. Bobby Witt Jr. Bobby Witt Jr. is going to get a card. I'd be stunned if he didn't. He's not going to be the lightning card. He's just not. But he was incredible this month. He hit 327, six homers, 21 RBI. He had a walk-off grand slam. Not that that one individual moment happened, but it was a highlight of his month. Uh, and Bobby Witt's a fun card. Great swing. He's fast. He's got a good arm. He can't catch the ball, but that's fine. Um, and he produces pretty decent pop as well. I think he's going to be one of the 98s. I'd safely guess that. Again, I'm not good at this. We're just hearing my thoughts here, as if I had to take guesses. Let's go look at Bobby Witt and what his card looks at right now. To get an idea of what we're twerking with. He's not still supercharged, is he? He is. Oh, that doesn't matter. So right now, Bobby Witt Jr. is uh, not great versus righties. Very good versus lefties. His vision is actually passable for a live series card. Max speed, of course. I'd be down for a 98 Bobby Witt. On the shortstop team with uh, Jimmy Rollins as the captain, he'd get a really good boost. I know he's not normally the type of card, a 98 overall shortstop primary that you put on that team, but theoretically you could. Um, I'm excited for a Bobby Witt. I'll use him. I'm sure there's going to be some sort of event dropping at the end of this week, right? This one ends on the 11th. I, it can't end soon enough, by the way. This Polo Grounds event is like the worst thing I've ever put, laid my eyes on. Um, let's stick with all of our hitters first before we move on to some pitchers. Because that is how the MLB stats page was broken down. We are finding the Cardinals. And I have a really cool thing I think they could do. 
I think both, both, excuse me, can't speak, both Wilson and William Contreras have a shot at cards. So we don't have, to my recollection, a mid to high diamond Wilson Contreras. And typically every year we do. If you remember last year, I think he had a 97 or a 98 that was max or close to max versus lefties. And that card raked off the bench for me. Uh, Wilson Contreras, maybe not this season, has been incredible. He was good in July, of course. Uh, but he's always kind of like a fan favorite type of player or swing. So I'd be in for that. Wilson Contreras had the highest OPS of qualified hitters in the month of July at 1282 per my research, which again, I might have fucked up. But Wilson Contreras had a great month. We don't have a high diamond card of his like we nor or mid to high diamond card of his like we normally would. So I'm trying to use some logic here. And I think maybe he's got a shot. It's some Cardinals representation. Uh, if you use an all-time team for the Cubs, he'd be on there, and he'd be cool. Plus, I think, like I said, they could do the whole brothers thing. What team is this fellow on? The Brewers. William Contreras, who I enjoy in BR a hell of a lot. He had 35 hits this month, which was like top three or four or five. 18 RBI and a 955 OPS. So a, a little less like OPS production than his brother, but he had 35 hits, which his brother did not sniff. I think that'd be kind of cool. You know, you'd think they'd got to give you at least one catcher in this type of program. They can give us two and they'd be brothers. I think that'd be dope. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just trying to grasp at straws. I'm trying to think of cool things SDS could do. Uh, and this kind of sticks out to me. Uh, what do you guys think? Did we, do we have a Contreras card? Because that might impact things. Do we? Oh, we have a 97 that came out in set two. That'll be phased out soon. I guess, you know, that kind of stinks for his chances, but it's not impossible. Um... We'll see. I'm kind of down for it. Moving on, we're going to Los Boston Red Sox. The Red Sox. We're in the... God, so many free agent pages. Oh, maron. Okay, the Red Sox. What is this guy rated? Where is he? Hello? Tristan Casas is a 69. Nice. He's going to get upgraded on Friday. You can bet your bottom dollar. Tristan Casas... Had a 1,200 OPS, a 343 batting average, and seven ding-dongs. I think he's a cool option to get the one of the 95s. Uh, it'll be an all-power type of bat with, like, 80s contact. Maybe even a little higher, I guess, because they could just give him shit fielding. Um, maybe, like, 100-something power versus balls. It'd be a fun little card. Cool for BR, cool for events, cool to grind with. Nothing special, of course, but Red Sox fans will like it. Tristan Casas is one of their prospects, or maybe not a prospect anymore, but one of their young players with some some potential. And uh, I don't remember seeing a Tristan Casas card this year. We got a 97 in set one. Okay, like that card is, no one used this. Have I, I have never taken a swing with this card, computer or otherwise. So, yeah, not a big deal. He'll get a new one now. I think I think he's a lock. I it, This is one of the ones I'm confidently saying lock on. Oh, the Bellinger and Casas are locks. And... The next one's weird. Let's before I say lock, let's talk about let's talk about our friend on the San Diego Padres, Manny Manchowder, as McGunsky likes to say. Had a kind of a weird roller coaster type of year, but in July he was nuts. He led Major League Baseball with eleven homers. He led Major League Baseball with twenty nine RBI. He had almost an eleven hundred OPS if you round up a couple points. Uh, Manny Machado had the type of month where you go, oh, I remember Manny Machado. 
Why has he been so poor this year? Uh, this, that's the type of month that could get him back up to diamond with his track record. He's an 83 right now. This is not an investment video. It's also way too late for you to invest. Just saying. But Manny Machado, the numbers would indicate 98 overall. Any other month, if Bellinger didn't exist, he might be the lightning. Because he'd be a cool lightning card. When I think of high diamond Machado... I believe we had a gold glove Machado a year or two ago that was a 98, and that card just sucked. So ever since then, they've just given him 99s that have been crazy. It might be weird to give him a 98 overall, but because it's only set three, they have plenty of time to give him his finest later. If he produces enough to get a finest, or maybe during that finest in set five, they give us a retro finest, or they just give us a flashback finest. Machado's going to get his 99. But I think getting a 98 of his right now with really good power and really good fielding would be a fun card. I'd be down for a card like that. I think it's possible. I think it's likely. I don't know if it's a lock just because of what we talked about with that 98 versus 99 thing. But I think it's possible. The next one, there's a little bias. Well, the next two, they're a little bias. One of them is a little less obvious, so we're going to start there. Where is my boy who I recently P5'd? Did they remove him from the roster? <gasps> Sinful. Okay, well now we have to... They removed him from the roster because he's hurt. Oh my lord, they did. Taylor Ward! I have P5'd live series Taylor Ward. He's one of my favorite, my favorite, period, BR cards this year. Just for reference, I'm hitting 495 across 295 at-bats with 26 homers, 69 very nice RBIs, and even a stolen base. Um, Taylor Ward is out for the season. I believe they announced that. Or out at least for a prolonged period of time. He got hit in the face. Um, he had a very good July. He hit 304, 424, 623. That was his slash line. With five ding-dongs and seven doubles. He produced a nice OPS. Taylor Ward is the type of card who had the 97 in set one, hasn't had a higher diamond since, and kind of has become the type of card we'd expect to get some sort of 95, 96, 97 overall. He's had a finest before, too. Remember that. Because he's not going to play again, based on my recollection, they might just take the opportunity now to give him a, a diamond card. Because he's not going to get a finest. This year he did not hit like a finest caliber type of player. So just using that logic that sometimes they do that with players who get injured, I'm saying Taylor Ward's going to get some sort of 95 overall type of card. Biased, because I love this card and I'd love to have one. I'm just saying that it's possible. He could play a lot of positions, every outfield possession, position, first and third. I believe he used to be able to catch. Clearly he doesn't do that no more. Uh, but I think Taylor Ward would be cool. And the last hitting option I'm going to give you guys is clearly biased because I'm a dumb, stupid, pain in pain Yankee fan. Glaber Torres has been a legitimate top five second baseman for most of the second half. Maybe not in the field. We don't have to talk about that. At the plate, Glaber Torres has been on a tear. It's trickled into August, but he's been on a tear. We don't have, do we have, let me check my math first. Do we have a Glaber? Hello? Glaber Torres, anybody? Glaber Torres. We have a 97 World Baseball Classic Glaber Torres that I don't recall ever touching. 
people like Labor Torres. He'd be a fun card to get in set three. Give him like a 97 overall. Second base is always a fun position to, to try some different guys at. Glaber's got a nice swing, crushes lefties. It's my curse watching Yankees baseball right now. One of the lone gifts has been watching Glaber Torres remember how to hit like a professional. I think Glaber Torres, who's having a very strong, underrated season, all of you Yankee haters, and if the Yankees ever get rid of him, I'm going to be very sad, though it's a conversation every deadline and offseason, neither here nor there. I think Glaber Torres gets a card. Don't at me. We're going back to the Padres for a second because I need to shut down some questions. We're getting into the pitchers now. Blake Snell had an absolutely insane in the membrane month of July. He's not getting a card in this program. He just got Snellzilla, which is a god-awful 99. Do we want a god-awful 98 or a god-awful 97 or a 95? I don't think so. So I think they're just going to skip over Snellzilla. If he didn't have this card, he'd get one. But because he does, I just need to point that out. People would be like, where's Blake Snell? He had a great month. He was phenomenal. Probably one of the top three or top one pitchers. He just got a 99. He's not getting, he's not getting another one. We're going to move on to the Cincinnati Reds. The Reds of Cincinnati. I need to go to the live series section. Now we're going to start getting into the realm of Pitchers, you know, they like to do quirky stuff with these players. We're going to get into the realm of, like, some quirky arms. Graham Ashcraft. SDS knows he is a fan-favorite BR starting pitcher because he throws hard as all hell, his pitches move a ton, and he throws a cutter and a sinker from a weird right-handed arm angle. So, it would be very SDS to give us a 95 overall starter of this card. Graham Ashcraft, in five starts, through 29 and a third innings, had a 1.84 ERA. Very, very good month for a Reds pitching staff that needed that type of month from someone. Because if they have any faults, it's that their pitching is sometimes non-existent. The downside to a card like this, and maybe this is just Graham Ashcraft, somehow he doesn't miss a lot of bats. He only had 17 strikeouts over almost 30 innings. Doesn't disqualify him from getting a card. Plenty of pitchers can pitch to contact. But I think Graham Ashcraft would be kind of fun. Cincinnati fans, congratulations, you're getting a Graham Ashcraft if they listen to my video. Next, we're going to Taranto. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Taranto. Listen, this, this, and SDS, if you're watching, make this inventory screen better. Somehow. Somehow. Jose Barrios, the pride of Toronto and Puerto Rico. Jose Barrios had an almost, not almost the same, but very, very eerily identical line to Graham Ashcraft. 29 and a third innings, that's the same number. 1.84 ERA, that's the same number. But he had 28 strikeouts. He was a much better pitcher and much more effective at missing bats. And opponents only hit 221 against him. So I would lead that to believe the hits per nine might be pretty good on a card like this. Uh, Jose Barrios, when's the last time our boy here got a diamond? He definitely didn't get one this year, did he? I don't see a Barrios in the Blue Jays section. I mean, he may have gotten a Twins card, but I don't recall that either. Uh, Barrios might be okay, kind of fun, a cool event guy. Listen, you're not going to put him on your God Squad. He's not getting the 98. I'd be stunned if he did. But Jose Barrios had a pretty good month. And you know that SDS likes to give us a mix of starters and relievers in this type of program. Who's to say? Maybe. I think the next one is one of the very few locks I can offer. 
Baltimore Orioles fans, stand up. I live in your city. I see the pride y'all have. Kyle Bradish is about to be a gold on Friday. Kyle Bradish had a crazy month of July. Five starts, 32 innings, 2.25 ERA, 1.03 whip, and 28 strikeouts. Kyle Bradish is, in my opinion, he's going to get a card. I'd be stunned, and Orioles fans should be upset if this man doesn't get a card. He has a five-pitch mix, nothing fantastic. He's not a meta pitcher. But he throws pretty dang hard, and he had a pretty damn good month. So, Kyle Bradish, if I had my way, welcome to the program. Uh, we are going to stay in the AL East, apparently. I have a lot of AL East pitchers. Couldn't tell you why. I don't think it's going to be this AL East heavy, but I have a, a handful more, actually. Uh, going to the Rays of Tampa Bay. Killian Murphy, I mean Tyler Glasnow, is back. He's healthy, he's pitching, he's electric. Uh, he's, he's a lot of fun to watch, even as a Yankee fan. Six starts, 38 and a third, .89 whip, 51 strikeouts for Tyler Glasnow. Tyler Glasnow has a Baby Giraffe Set 2 card that will very soon be phased out. There's a chance this eliminates him from the running here, but it will be phased out in like a few weeks, right? What do we got? Three weeks? Two weeks left on set three? Probably three weeks. Uh, so, I mean, listen. It's a shot in the dark, but he had a month that is certainly worthy of recognition. We're moving on back to Boston. <clears throat> Ooh. Running out of steam here. Excuse me while I take a sippy. Okay, all better. Uh, we're getting somebody who I don't know if he's going to be classified as a starter or a reliever. His live series card is a starter, Nick Pavetta. But Nick Pavetta made, I think he made six appearances in July and only one was a start, but he works deep into games. I guess they open with him potentially. I don't follow Boston because I despise them. Uh, but Pavetta pitched 28 to third innings. He was supercharged at one point in July. 43 strikeouts, which is incredible, K per nine. 0.71 whip, which is immaculate. And a 1.44 batting average against Nick Pavetta was a filthy dirty. If he's a starter, that sucks. If he's a reliever, maybe if they give him some sort of meta pitch, cutter, sinker, maybe we're talking about a guy people attempt to use. Because uh, he'd be a reliever with high stamina, which I think is dope. And we always look out for stuff like that. Um, I think Nick Pavetta as a reliever is a coveted, not coveted, but like a cool card to get. If he's a starter, just move on. But Nick Pavetta had an insane month, a really, really good month. And um, I think it's possible. Last AL East pitcher, we're back to Baltimore again. How come I can never go the correct direction on this stupid inventory? Felix Batista, I mean, I don't know what else we say about this fucking defensive end. Um, his set two card has terrorized me in the event. His set two card will soon go away. His set two card was also a monthly award henchman, so I don't know if they do it a second time in the same season, and only one set later. But Felix Batista pitched 14 innings over 11 games in July, he didn't allow a single run. Only three hits and 25 strikeouts. This man is the reincarnation of Mariano Rivera, but he's about 100 pounds heavier. This guy is nuts. Baltimore fans love him. If we're talking about players worthy of cards based on performances, it's Felix Batista. But again, I understand he has a set two card. I'm just, I'm just spewing some crap here. Um, but I think he's worth it. Two more pitchers, guys. 
and then we'll do a quick little summary. Our next one was traded at the deadline, and I think because he was traded at the deadline, SDS might shout him out. Sometimes they do some quirky stuff like that. Where is he? Here he is, Reynaldo Lopez, former Chicago White Sox great. Uh, the fact that Reynaldo Lopez used to pitch for the White Sox and Ashley Sanders is on the content team certainly helps his chances as well. Not saying there's a conspiracy theory there, I'm just offering the facts. Reynaldo Lopez pitched in nine games, 11 innings, he struck out 17 batters and only allowed hitters to hit 154 against him. Not saying I want this card. As you can see right above my head, or as I can now describe to you with words if you're listening... He only has a four-seam slider curveball circle change, and I don't know what else they could do to him. But let's connect some dots. Former White Sox, there's a big White Sox fan of the content team. He just got traded at the deadline. He's a reliever. The Angels need a little bit of representation here if we're not going to get a Taylor Ward. Reynaldo Lopez, here we are. And the last player, plus a gripe. You ready to hear this gripe? This gripe is going to be really mind-blowing for some people. I don't even know what this guy's rated, and I just found out that he exists the other day. He's on the Pirates. His name is this guy. Carmen Mladzinski? Is the M silent? Is it Ladzinski? Is it Modzinski? Carmen Electra. Carmen Electra is a reliever who in 10 games had a .82 ERA with 10 Ks in 11 innings. The Pirates are the type of team where they would throw a bone in this circumstance. Carmen had a fantastic month. He's new to the scene. SDS might want to give a new player some love, kind of like they did with that dowry Moretta fella from the Pirates uh, last month. This is a possibility. Now, my gripe. I wish all of these baseball card pages in MLB The Show, SDS if you're listening, I know you are, hear my cries. Baseball Reference has a pronunciation guide on their damn website for every single player. It'd be kind of cool if I knew how to pronounce Carmen Mlodzinski in the game that I'm staring at all the time. Instead of having to look it up somewhere else. Yes, third world problem. I know I can look it up myself somewhere else. But if we're talking about making some things kind of cool, maybe kids don't know that they can find it on Baseball Reference and they don't know how to say this game. And then they go to school and they get made fun of. And now bullying is happening because SDS didn't put the pronunciation of this fella's name or anybody's name. It could be Guerrero should be have a pronunciation guide. Just everybody should. Joe Smith, pronunciation guide. Um... But I think it'd be cool to have, right? Who's with me? Comment down below. I think everyone should be. Uh, but now, YouTube and, and Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I surely, most certainly, I'd say positively, missed players. I tried my best. Oh, I'm going to lower that volume down for the YouTubers who are hearing the static. In a tops in, in a tops now program in a in a uh, monthly awards program, we typically get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one cards. Let's say we typically get between fifteen and twenty-one. I just named you 
including Bellinger's The Lightning. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. I went conservatively. Because they've given us a lot of cards. A lot of cards already in set 3. Plus July had the All-Star break. That shouldn't matter. But I'm just saying. I certainly miss people. And there certainly could be more than what I've offered you. If you think I've missed someone, let me know. Someone like Christian Yelich, for example, who had a fantastic month of July. It's nice to see him turning the corner. You're staring on your screen right now at a card he just got last month. He's not getting another card, guys. So, like, players like that, let's be smart. Let's hold it back. But if I miss somebody else, let me know. Shohei could get a lightning card every month. He could get a henchman every month. He's not getting another one. Right now, anyway. So, come on. Let's use our brains. But... That is where we're at. That is what I'm thinking. That is what we're twerking with. Thank you guys for making it to the end of another episode of the show, the podcast. I love all of you, and I'm so thankful that you guys allow... Well, I'll do this whether you allow me or not, but that you guys support me for doing this, and you subscribe and follow and comment and things. It means a lot. So please continue to do all of that. YouTube, we're on the road to 2,000 subscribers. Help me get there, because I want to brag to people on Twitter about it. And I'm, I just It's a cool number. Let's just, I love watching the numbers grow because it means I keep meeting new people. So uh, let's keep them growing. Let's keep the views coming. Let's keep the comments flowing, the discourse going, and the lightning card better be Cody Bellinger or I'll shit my pants. Thank you guys. See you later. Goodbye.